Hello, lovely people. How are you doing? I hope your week is going well. Now, do you ever have that annoying, well, niggling feeling that something is just not right? Perhaps it's your job, perhaps it's something else, but you just have that annoying niggle that won't go away. Joanne Truby had just this more than once, but rather than ignoring it, she listened to it and it took her to exactly where she was always meant to be. It not only helped Joanne leave her job in corporate retail, it also helped her discover her love of flowers. She set up her own business, which has now grown, if you pardon the pun, and developed around her family life too. Joanne is humble, honest and hardworking. She's been a finalist in the UK Wedding Awards for Best Wedding Florist. Her work is regularly featured in national magazines and she has a huge following on social media. Joanne is filled with so much passion for her work and her optimism is a joy to listen to. I hope you will enjoy meeting her just as much as I did. Hello and welcome to The Next Chapter by Ellie Barker. The idea behind this podcast is that as I start my next chapter from journalist to indie author, I speak to some incredible people who've already started their next chapter in the hope it might help you with your next chapter, or at the very least, you'll just enjoy the conversation. So here she is, Joanne Truby. Joanne Truby, welcome to The Next Chapter by Ellie Barker. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited to be speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, no, it's, I've, I've, you know, I came across you, sort of one of those random things actually online I was reading and I came across your story on someone's blog um, oh. and, I, and I thought, my goodness, I've got to ask if you'd come on the podcast oh. and you've said yes, so thank you. Um, <laughs> so we'll start as ever, we start with the prologue. Now, you uh-huh. grew up in South East London. Um, yes. And, but everything changed, didn't it, quite, quite early on for you. Tell, tell me what happened. Um, so yeah, so I've always sort of um, lived in South East London area, and um, when I was really young, we lived um, in Mottingham, um, and I went to school in Chislehurst. Um, my dad had a really successful construction company, but sadly, um, long story short, it, it, it folded and he he went bankrupt, and it was quite a scary time because uh, for us as a family, because we lost our home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a it was a real, real challenging time. Um so we ended up moving to Oppington um and I spent the rest of my sort of sort of early sort of early sort of teenage years up until I moved out really. Um we lived on a council estate. Um but I really I really feel that like some of your hardest times in life are what can really shape you as a person mm-hmm. and where you can really grow and, and learn so much. And I've got um, a lifelong friend that I made that I'm still um, friends with now. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, yeah, my, um, I'm the eldest of three uh, siblings, um, which, I don't know, I, I, I like being the eldest. I don't know any different, but I think sometimes it, it does carry quite a lot of responsibility, I think, when you're the eldest. Um, but yeah, we've um, yeah, we're a, we're a really close family. We we all still live quite close, um, you know, not far from each other. So we see each other quite regularly, and um, just yeah, just really fond memories of when I was younger, just going on really lovely family holidays to the south of France and Spain, and and um, my dad didn't really like flying so we always used to drive so we used to have these mega long car journeys but I always remember them being like one of the most fun times because we'd have like you know all our different games in the back of the car and we'd be watching different films and yeah it was really lovely so yeah I had a really nice childhood. And um, how old were you when that did happen when you did have to move? I was I think I was about 13 I'd not I'd not long I I was at secondary school I think I was in my second year of secondary school so yeah because I think that's amazing because my my dad had his own business and I do know um I do remember you know there was always so much risk around it and there was a tension and that was always the you know so I just think um I think the fact that you like you said you had a lovely upbringing and you're all so close well I mean what a special family because you know other families it could have really been really damaging but obviously it's just brought you all closer together and you know you've all done so well so I think that's I think that's amazing I really do and and you were saying at school you you were very conscientious at school 
Yes. Um, yeah, just always have been, always worked really hard in my GCSEs. My mum didn't ever have to ask me to do revision. I just always just got on and done it off my own back. Um, yeah, I've always just w- wanted to give everything 100% really um, and, and do the best I could, um, especially in the subjects that I liked. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I've I'm not a lover of maths. <laughs> no, <laughs> wasn't me neither. My, wasn't my favourite subject, but um, my husband's really good at maths. He'd done a degree in economics, so wow. we're a little bit like chalk and cheese. Brilliant. But, um, but um, yeah, so, but the subjects that I liked, like history and drama and English, um, I really sort of gave gave it everything and studied hard. And yeah, I, I really liked school, actually. Mm. I had a lovely year group. Um, but I was really lucky because... No, it's always a bit of a worrying time, I think, isn't it? Mm. Teenage years and secondary school and, you know, who you end up hanging around with and potentially falling into the wrong crowd and that type of thing. But, um, yeah, I had a really, really nice time at school. So. And you didn't have to change schools then when you moved? You didn't have to No, no, luckily we didn't, no. So there wasn't any upheaval there. So that was that was good. That was good. So, you know, back then, obviously, we're going, but, you know, you never had any sort of, did you like flowers then? Did you, did you have any, you know, <laughs> any sort of leaning towards them? No, it's so funny. Like yeah. I always, when people, I have to really be honest when people ask me because I've got other florist friends and like I really admire them because they they say like from a young age they had like grandparents that they were in the garden and they came from a young age. But honestly and truthfully, that really wasn't the case for me. Um, I've always been, I've always been quite creative and been into you know trying different things and like I've always liked photography and I used to I went through a phase of making my own jewellery and um, I like drama at school so I've, I've always been I would always have I've always been quite creative but for quite a while I feel like I'd, I'd never really found my medium like I'd never really I knew I was creative but I hadn't found what the right medium was for me um, if, if that makes sense so yeah and I never ever thought about flowers at all it it all sort of happened um by chance really and that's why I feel I do believe in things in fate and Mm. things just kind of happening for a reason yeah no I absolutely I I really do as well well we'll move on to all of that but Mm. so so when you finished school you did your a-levels yes and like you say, you had absolutely no idea what you wanted to do. No. So really, you sort of just thought, I'm going to get some work experience. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, get some life experience. And you start to get different office jobs. Yes. Yeah. So I finished studying. I, at that point, I didn't, I don't know why, but I didn't really have the urge to go to university. Some of my friends had gone off and gone to different parts of the country to study and do their degrees. But um at that point in my life, I, I didn't want to do that. I really felt like I wanted to just go out and work and get some sort of life experience and earn earn some money for myself. Um, so yeah, I ended up like leaving school and going straight out and getting like different um, office like admin um, jobs, which um, which I think was really great at the time because it, you know it is it is really good like life experiences I think are mixing with you know a different range of people from different backgrounds because in an office environment you can get all you know all kinds of different ages can't you obviously I was one of I was one of the youngest um coming from school and stuff um and it was just really nice just to have that bit of independence and just to earn like my own money and I, I got a um I remember I passed my driving test quite early on I think I was 18 and I got Ford Ford KA a little red Ford KA and yeah and like I remember I I used to do the payments myself and I just felt really sort of like you know independent Mm -hmm. and I think it gave me that good sort of you know stepping stone in life to sort of find your own feet and that type of thing but um yeah yeah. at the same time um it just it just wasn't creative enough for me I just had this niggle that it just wasn't it wasn't fulfilling me creatively so I knew long term that you know sort of admin sort of office environment wasn't 100% for me Mm, mm, mm. Um, no no absolutely because and it's funny isn't it because like you say just you're just listening to these nagging feelings because it wasn't um you know you didn't know what you wanted to do but you were kind of learning really what you didn't want to do more more than anything that's it so so you how long did you do that did you work in different offices Oh goodness! Um, I'd say a good five, five, six years, maybe. Like, yeah. So you yeah. did. I mean, in a way, that's a like a really good, 
you know, you were so young that, that oh. there's always like this thing, you need to know what you want to do at 18, whatever, but it's such a ridiculous thing, really. And then you were just learning all about what you didn't want to do and, and oh. actually knowing what it's like to work in a work, you know, working environment and that sort oh. of thing. So I'm sure it was really um, sort of education, probably good fun as well. Um, yeah. But, but so then you decided to enroll in a one year access course into fashion marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I had, I just had this niggle. I wanted to do something creative and I thought at the time I, I, I thought I wanted to work in fashion because obviously being, you know, a young girl, I've always been quite into my clothes and different brands and that type of thing. And, um, and I, I like going to exhibitions. Um, I always remember going to the, um, Alexandra McQueen exhibition at the V&A and it, it, oh, it just blew my mind it was so well curated and yeah so I kind of thought yes fashion I think I think that's that's I think that's what it that's what I should be doing fashion is what I thought at the time so um yeah so I went and done a one-year um fashion marketing um course and it was really interesting um because there was lots of different modules involved so you got to have a bit of a taster of um different elements of like the fashion industry so we we done um we done a module on fashion buying fashion promotion and dr and press sidings we done a module on fashion illustration and actually sort of learning the technique to draw the silhouettes how you know when you get you know when you get these lovely yeah, yeah. amazing fashion sketches um so it was it was a really good well-rounded course and i did enjoy doing it don't regret doing it um and then off of the back of that I then um applied for a job in the River Island head office working on their website and was completely over the moon when they offered it to me because I I didn't I mean obviously I, ha I had a lot of experience at that point with regards to um you know office work and admin and that type of thing and working on a computer and and that type of thing and that, which and there were elements of the, of the job role which did you know entail that but in terms of the actual fashion side of things obviously I didn't have a lot of experience so I was really um I was really chuffed when they offered when they offered me the um yeah. when they offered me the job because um especially as um when I was younger I was River Island was quite a, a brand for me that I used to wear a lot yeah. so yeah that was cool um, yeah, yeah. Really cool. So that was. Did you do your course in London? Yes. So you and you were still based at home, at this stage. Yes. You're still based. At yeah. Home. Okay. So that's good. So then, so you. I mean, and what was that? What was it like? So when you started to go to work there, and you're going to River Island head office, I and mean, what did that feel like? Um, it felt really. It was really surreal, actually. Like, um, yeah, it was really surreal. I I always remember the um. The sample sales being amazing. They used to do sample sales for the staff, like, and it was um, <laughs> it was amazing, like all the bargains and stuff you used yeah. to get. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little, it was quite a long journey for me though, um, mm -hmm. because I was in Acton, I think, which is West London, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang, Hanger Lane, Hanger Lane. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a long journey for me uh, from where I I live. Um, but yeah, it was it it was quite a female dominant environment I don't know what it would be like now I don't know how much that might have changed because obviously yeah. I'm going back a few years so it was mainly um a lot of females in the office um but um was it a nice yeah. atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> being honest um, yeah, it's yes, like I've got my flower no. pot lawyers on standby and that's our dog <laughs> Joanne. <laughs> yeah yes and no my manager at the time was lovely and she was actually from Bexley where I live now she was really really nice I've gotten really well with her but um other members of the team could be a little bit uh want of a better word Intense, um, <laughs> yeah yeah and um quite competitive as well I think mm. like I say where it was like a lot of women um, and and fa fairly fairly young. The teams were fairly young, actually. Mm. Apart from when you obviously got to the managerial role. So I think there was quite a lot of sort of competitiveness amongst um, people in the team mm. and and that type of thing. And also with it being fashion, um, you you was that you, you did feel a little bit like you had to keep up with your appearance a little bit sure. because some of the some of the outfits that um, the ladies used to wear, I, I would probably wear on on a, on a night out or, yeah. or to. A, a restaurant or you know so <laughs> every day you did feel a little bit like oh, or you know obviously I know of course you have to make an effort to go to work but this was like you had to put your sparkles like you on going, 
yeah basically <laughs> so there was a little bit of pressure with that side of things as well but I guess you know working in fashion I suppose that's how it that's how it can be sometimes yeah, it, yeah. it is about your appearance isn't it yeah. so yeah but a good experience though and then so how yeah. long were you there for um I wasn't if I'm honest I wasn't there that long because the journey was quite tricky I think I was there two years okay okay but it was yeah. a, that was a good again a good learning sort of time for you. yeah because then you went on to work at Hills yes yeah and yeah. what was that because I love Hills oh I do I love their products mm. um yeah so obviously a bit of a shift not not fashion as such more sort of home wearing interiors but um but really beautiful like and and they do a lot of collaborations with um designers so they do sort of one-off sort of bespoke pieces and ranges and things like that which I think is really really lovely um yeah I really I did really love working there it was a small team again I worked the e-commerce department um and uh, sound probably sound really old now but back <laughs> then the um online shopping wasn't as as big a thing no. as what it is now it was all kind of sort of just really taking off so um which yes yeah, so, so because so because it was a small team I really liked that because we got to get involved with lots of different um elements of the job role it wasn't just you know th- th- this is the, you know you this is what you do and that's it kind of thing so I um I've worked quite um often with the product photographer like helping to style the um the products for all the shoots for the images that were to, were to go on the website I used to help with the page layouts of the website and like creating banners and that type of thing um and getting information from the buyers and getting it all onto the website and making sure the copy all read correctly and that type of thing so it was it was a really lovely varied role um mm. and again I've made a really really good friend there that I'm still really close with now um which was who I ended up actually going traveling with mm-hmm. afterwards um so yeah I did I did really enjoy my time there um but again the niggling feeling although it was it was creative and it was in some respects probably a bit more creative than my role at River Island it still wasn't what, what I'd say is hands-on creative yeah. enough like I still felt like I just wasn't fulfilling like I wasn't I wasn't fulfilling my you know, my full potential, I wasn't 100% content. Um, so, yeah, so... That's amazing. I think that's fascinating, though. And, again, we're, obviously, we'll go on and carry on with this, but it's it wasn't like when you were at school that you were really, you know, like, there was a particular thing, but, but obviously there was just something inside you. That, oh. And I really admire you for keep listening to that because I think so many people don't and they ignore it and they think oh you know they say a hundred different things you know Mm. to make an excuse and to ignore it not I don't mean that in a horrible way it's just like no well hang on I I'm not you know I didn't go to art school and I didn't do this so I can't why would I really but really deep down you want to do it so I think that's that's brilliant and also you were kind of ahead of your time there weren't you because the fact that you were doing all with the online which Mm. um you know that you were learning so much which has obviously helped you now and and but that was at the start like what you say to be there at the start of all this because who knew that it was going to be explode yeah. in the way it has yeah so yeah. Ha- so you yeah. were so you left and you went traveling now this was in 2008 now forgive me for asking the age mm. joanne but mm. how old were you question no 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 i was i was 24 okay 24. oh you're still really young then yeah well <laughs> really, young, really young but um yeah no just going back to your point as well about um about you know people because i in hindsight i I could have I could have quite easily stayed at Hills yeah. for for longer. I wasn't I, I wouldn't say I was massively unhappy there or anything like that. Um, so I can see why people do sometimes get a bit stuck, mm. and especially I think especially as well if you don't a hundred percent know what you want to do. Mm. I think, which was was still the case for me. I think if if you know and, and you're and you're dead set and you're like I think you know maybe you'd be a bit more inclined but I think if you are sort of quite comfortable in a job and stuff I can see how people don't end up Mm. taking that leap which is which is a shame I think yeah yeah and um, actually it's quite a in some ways it's a bit of a dangerous spot isn't it because if you if you really hate something 
it's, it gives you that push yes but if you're like yes. okay and actually I quite like this bit and it's quite comfortable and you're living yeah. at home and you know and it's like actually I go out and have a nice thing it's very oh. easy but the danger is then you drift don't you and it's years and years and years and before you know it you could be having children and that and then you and it's you know that it, it's this is the whole thing isn't it to kind of act on it whatever your stage act on it at, yeah. that, at, at that time um yeah. so so you did and you went traveling where did you go traveling Oh, it was it was amazing. We went all through Central America. So we um, we started in uh, we, hang on, we get this right. We started in Costa Rica, yeah. then we went to Nicaragua, Guatemala, El Salvador, and then we finished in Mexico. Um, it was amazing, amazing experience. Like oh, one of the like best experiences of my life. Just. Yeah just felt so free like Mm. and like no ties and and it it was it just really gave me that time to like really like truly reflect on like you say I'd spent a lot of time sort of trying different things and a little bit of trial and error and sort of finding out what I don't want to do yeah but then it was kind of like okay that you know that's all well and good but what what actually do you want to do like um so being away I really think gave me that sort of headspace and just to completely be away from you know everything and a, a different environment and and just in these amazingly beautiful um places as well it was yeah it was really incredible and, incredible. and different different ways of life as well it wasn't like you're going yes. somewhere which they were just like totally different way of life um, completely different yeah yeah we met some really interesting people as well and yeah it was um it was an experience yeah. definitely yeah those people thinking about these gap years whatever age you are it always does and and so how long were you away for um not that long I think three months you were away for yeah Yeah. long enough long enough and so while you were there basically Mm -hmm. you just had this epiphany yes yeah I just like I say because I don't I've done everything a bit hippity I left I left after a levels I left and went straight out to work didn't do the whole university thing like what I not not everybody but I know like the vast mm. majority do tend to go straight off to university don't they um I kind of was like right now I feel like I, I really want to go and do a degree in something creative like um for for me because I didn't we couldn't do it in that order um one to have that achievement for me and and two because again it was just that nagging feeling that I just had to be doing something creative and my job roles up till now just weren't quite right. I, mm. Even though I couldn't put my finger on why, I just know that, knew that they weren't creatively fulfilling me. So when I was like, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, go back, study, do a degree and, and, and do it in something creative basically. So. And, and, and what made you, what made you think flowers? I mean, did did someone give you an amazing uh, in Mexico, amazing bunch of flowers, or you know, like what what was it that took you there? So basically, um, I initially enrolled to do a foundation degree in visual display, which, uh, which is basically when you do uh, you know all like the visual merchandise and all, and all the shop windows and that thing. Um, well, I thought, oh, that that kind of um, ties in really nicely with my previous head office retail experience like you know to marry the two together was my first initial thought Mm -hmm. but literally like I believe in fate I believe in things happen for a reason um the course got discontinued like so basically they weren't running it anymore um so they initially offered me interior design and I do love interiors but again I just it was just niggling feeling I Mm -hmm. thought no it's just not quite right for me um you know I looked down the list and saw um floral design and event management and I just thought wow that was really interesting I think the whole pairing the events with the flowers yeah. just really spoke to me because I'd not heard of a course like that before obviously I'd heard of events and I, I've I had a couple of friends that have gone and done like sort of event event management um degrees and things but not with flowers together um so yeah so then I I then met with the course director 
yeah, just completely fell in love with the whole idea of the course and was showing me some of the students' polios of work. And I was just literally, my mind was just blown with what these students had created with flowers. I was just like, wow. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is it. This is this is what this is what I'm going to do. So. Yes, I enrolled on the course, but even in the beginning, I really thought that I would go, I would sway more towards the event side of it. Um, But literally within a few weeks into the course, I completely fell in love with the flowers and was just like, no, it's flowers. I don't know how I've never... It's crazy that I'd ne- like that, that they'd never they'd never been on my radar before or anything, but from that moment that was it basically and I've, I've literally never looked back that's amazing did it did you like did your mum have flowers in the house growing up and things like that I mean were there any, like no, I just think that this no, is that amazing I, no not at all not at all the only thing I have found out since is that my great hang on let me get this right I think it's my great nan's sister was actually a florist but I did I only found that out very very recently so I was like oh okay maybe there was like sort of I don't know connection that's filtered like down down the family line um, basically that way um yeah but that I mean that I just think that is fascinating I think that's amazing because you did all those years of like having that niggling feeling not knowing what it is it yeah. wasn't like you were deep down wanting to like work with flowers because you didn't no. it wasn't like that but then yet yeah, when they came into your world and the idea that it like this is it you knew yeah. and isn't it amazing so so many people may not have even considered what really is meant for them that's it exactly 100 percent, isn't it and yet we all think we know but actually sometimes we don't know no, that's why you just feel like you have to be open-minded in life and be open-minded to try and new things and new experiences. Because like I say, you, you you can think that something is for you, but it might not be, or equally something could really be for you that you've not even considered. So, mm, And yeah. you know by the feeling, you, you know, if you're honest yeah. about your feelings, then you know. So, so you did, so you did this course and then basically this was, you graduated in 2012 yeah. And then you set up your own floral design business. Yeah. Wow. And and honestly, when I saw you, I mean, I'm always in awe of anyone who does Instagram well and you do it so well. But my goodness, anyone listening to this, please, lovely listeners, have a look at Joanne's um, Instagram site because it's incredible. And all these cool. gorgeous um, displays and what you're doing. But, you you know you clearly know what you're doing you do so so how did you st- so did you just kind of set up straight away did, were you working from home did you have a shop what what did you do um so I kind of I, I kind of knew from the off I didn't want to shop I knew I wanted to specialize more in weddings and events um so yeah when I initially started out we, we've basically moved since but um we had a flat and I had a garage um with the flat that I used to work out of the back of the garage all very glamorous um yeah. <laughs> but um it was it was a really good space and it served me well at the time um but now I'm, I feel really lucky because um like I say we've moved and I've got a really lovely uh, studio in my garden oh, that, that nice. I work from and that I teach workshops from and yeah it's really lovely it's my happy place oh my <laughs> goodness that sounds amazing so and I just going off on a tangent because yes you do have a lovely husband where where did you meet him and at what stage so you'd obviously met him by this stage yeah um we've been together for 11 years married for five um I met him I was I was at uni actually I was doing doing the flower doing the flower degree um I'd done my first year I met him I met him in my second year of uni Um, so even that took you to your husband yeah. <laughs> look at that look at that it was the it was the it was the stars aligning it, they were aligning so um so yeah so you started so how did you I mean how did you get into weddings then as such I mean did you start off with friends or how how did you grow it so yes yeah, so I, yeah, I graduated and just I think where I, again I was that I wasn't I wasn't old by any means but where I was that bit older because obviously I'd gone out and worked and then I decided to go back and study and I think that's why I just thought, right, it's now or never kind of, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I basically one of my first ever weddings was through a friend of a friend. 
and I just remember going to meet her to have like a, a chat about her flowers and everything and and turning up with my college my college my uni portfolio and and her just like giving me the job I just, li- I just <laughs> literally couldn't believe it it was um a beautiful venue Fulham Palace yeah. like and I was just like quite a, um not a math wedding but quite a big size wedding and I thought wow talk about <laughs> sort yeah. of throwing, throwing yourself in at the deep end here but um yeah it, it... were you nervous yeah I was but it all went really well and I think it was the best way for me to do it just sort of throw myself into it basically like not giving myself too much of a chance to sort of procrastinate or overthink it if you know what I mean yeah I do did you do it on your own did you have helpers with you I had helpers yeah I had some yeah I had some other um freelance girls that came and helped me right. help me do it basically so then so from then on and then did it just build up from there yeah yeah then it just then it just built from there really um word of mouth because also when I very sort of first started Instagram was a wasn't actually as big as what it is now um so yeah a lot of it was word of mouth I I'd I'd done quite a few um styled shoots where I collaborated with other um wedding suppliers and I was quite lucky because off, off of the back of that they got some really good press coverage and I think um that just kind of you know really helped like with my sort of brand's image and my cue dot you know like leveling up to sort of becoming aware of me and that type of thing and it, and it kind of yeah it just kind of just really grew from there really mm. and do you think all what you had done at hills and river island but especially at hills do you think that really helped you if it was kind of you were sort of starting off really as such with a, with a web-based business in some ways weren't you yeah yeah I, I i think it really helped me a lot definitely um in terms of like you say having having an online presence if I haven't got a physical shop like well how 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 are people going to find out about me how am I going to get like the bookings and stuff I think also managing my website um I've got a, a brilliant web designer now that I work with but dominantly I still up, update a lot of the website and everything myself like I've still got a lot of control over my website which I'm, I'm I'm really glad um, that I mm. do, and I think um, I think it's having that initial knowledge from different things I had done at Hills and at River Island, and and also in terms of um, I think marketing as well, and just how to sort of promote yourself and stuff. I definitely think I've I picked different things up from my previous roles that have helped with help me with help me with the business with that side of things as well mm, because sort of having a you know having a little look at everything that you've been doing um Ooh. you know it what it's it's what I think is lovely as well is because however you're doing it you're doing it so well but it's not um what I call you're not kind of because I, I think people get myself included nervous that you have to be quite pushy and you have to be out there and that but Ooh. yours is it comes across as very subtle and very you know kind and gentle um oh, I'm glad. and I'm I, glad. oh good that's the right thing to say because it may be yeah. I got completely the wrong end to say but no, it's but it goes to show and and I get the impression this is how you are and it goes to show because yeah. you can build a brand and you can do it and you can put yourself out there but you don't have to necessarily do it in that brash way no no I, I completely agree and I'm really glad that that's how it comes across because that's how I how I want it to come across yeah, um, and I think for me personally as somebody as a consumer when I'm looking to buy things or you know um, uh, take on somebody's services I, I personally don't like the hard sale like it it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me so no. I think because I know that I wouldn't want that myself I think that's another thing I'm quite conscious with with my business like I I, I, that's why I wouldn't like to come across like that because Mm. I just yeah I just um I don't like that brashness personally no no, it's sort of you're letting what what you do speak for itself but there is there are ways of doing this and so again did it just kind of snowball between the the weddings and then you were doing other events and was it word of mouth and is that this is how it carried on did it yeah 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 um like I say yeah it was kind of like a snowball effect word of mouth I'd done some weddings and then you know a year or two later their friends would be getting married like the maybe the bridesmaids of the wedding and that that type of thing and then um and then like yeah like equally on top of that I think I've been very lucky that I had um some really good press features based um 
in magazines and on, and on blogs as well. And I think that's helped, you know, people sort of find me that way. And because often I've had people get in touch and say, oh, I, oh, I've seen your work. Your work featured such and such here and really love what you do. And, and I think as well, because um, I've got quite a... Um, I'd say specific style like I kind of get clients come to me that want kind of a more natural aesthetic to their flowers and they don't want anything too sort of neat and contrived and that type of thing um I I get a lot of clients that come to me because that's what they want as well because that's kind of what I've sort of become known for that makes sense. Yeah, you do have a very distinct set. I mean, this is how I found you through a blog. I still don't know what a blog is. And one day I'm going to completely, <laughs> I've even got one myself and I still don't know what it is. But anyway, that's something for another time. But did you, I, I did also just have to ask this, brides, were they well, be, are they, were they well behaved? I've been very lucky. I really have. Like, I've been very, very lucky. I have, I have heard horror stories from other people. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, overall, I've been really lucky. And what's what's more difficult, a wedding or an event? I think I think a wedding because there's so much ride. It's such a special occasion, and there's so much riding on it. And it's that one day, and everything kind of has to go to plan. And um, I think a wedding, in terms of the emotional side of it, an event is still you've still got like you know the logistics and the time pressures and that side of things to think about but I think with a wedding because you've got the emotional side Mm -hmm. of it I would say that that is that can be a bit trickier yeah yeah and I suppose at least do you go in do you spend the whole day there at all or do you just go in and you deliver and you sort of set it all up and then you can leave yeah yeah so I kind of yeah I'll, I'll sort of get to the venue first thing and set up do all like the um, flower in depending on what they're having um do like all the install and then kind of leave like as the sort of ceremony sort of getting started basically yeah. so I'm out, I'm out of the way yeah, so yeah that's quite nice that's quite nice I should just so your husband obviously you said he was very good with numbers and did economics so he does something completely different does he yeah he works for um a wealth management firm up in london in mayfair oh okay so that's a good combination you two numbers and spreadsheets yeah 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 see this is where i'm going wrong my husband's a journalist and a writer as well so we need a number and spreadsheet we rely on our sons i think (laughs) it it is handy i must say yeah (laughs) i bet it is i bet it is so so you also have had your gorgeous son you three who's Mm -hmm. now three so you were Mm -hmm. saying this is sort of this again and isn't this lovely because you can sort of shape your business around this so oh. now you're doing less events and more teaching yeah but basically I've kind of made the transition about three years ago when I knew I was expecting him um because as much as I love doing the weddings it, it is very very full-on it's 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 very physical um there's a lot of hours involved with it and I just kind of knew for me I wanted to be around as much as possible whilst he's still so little like before he starts school um so I kind of knew that I needed to look at the business and decide how I was going to sort of diversify what, you know, what I was going to do type of thing. Because I knew, because before I had my little one, I used to do a lot of weddings a year and I just knew it wasn't wasn't going to be sustainable. Like, you know, once I had the, had little ones to think about. Um, so I started getting into teaching. Initially, um, I'd done a few groups workshops uh based around sort of um the season so I've done like a a summer bouquet workshop a reef a Christmas reef making workshop and really really enjoyed it like really loved teaching again complete surprise didn't didn't think hadn't really overly thought about it didn't actually even think it would be something I'd be any that any good at really to be Mm. honest um, but absolutely loved it and Amazing. then it just kind of went from there and then from doing the group workshops I then started doing one-to-ones um, with other florists and either, either florists or or people that want to, that, that like the idea and think they might want to get into floristry and possibly do a career change that type of thing um, so that's what I kind of dominantly do more of now. I do, I still do weddings. I've got one next next weekend, but I just don't do as many. And I do mm-hmm. more of the, uh, I do more workshops and more teaching now. And like I say, I I, I really love the teaching. Like Amazing, I yeah. just, yeah, I really do. I get so much 
satisfaction and, and I just love helping others and I feel makes me feel really good when people come and and feel and and you know and and they say you know I've really learned a lot and I feel like I've you know I've really come away and and learned you know some new skills and it just it just makes me feel really good knowing that I've helped that person you know like with their flower journey absolutely it's funny though isn't it again how it's just come along yeah you know yeah you just had no idea and does it feel good that I mean you know but to be able to because it's such a dilemma isn't it when you have um children and it just you know for anyone and to be able to have this where um you know you can shape it you can shape it and you're in control that must feel really good to you yeah it 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 does and I think that's one of the great um plus sides about having your own business that you can sort of to a certain extent make it work for you and your and your lifestyle um and and I feel really lucky that I feel like I've got a really nice balance with the days that I'm at work and the work I'm doing but equally I still feel that I have enough time with my son like I um because I obviously I know friends everyone's situation is different but I've got friends that you know some of them have had to go back full time some of them come gone back to work four days a week and I do feel really lucky that I I do get like a good amount of time with my son while Mm. still doing a job that I love so Mm. yeah and when you compare it to when you worked like for the big companies before Mm. and I mean you must have your moments do you are there do you ever get moments or have you in the past where you think hang on this is a real this is tough this is a real real struggle or have you never really had that because you had all that time working with the company beforehand I do, I do love it. I do love what I do, but no, yeah, don't get me wrong. I do, do have my moments. I think all jobs. I think, I think it'd be abnormal if you didn't have, you know, odd times where, I think having your own business is definitely hard to switch off. Like it's, it, you know, it, it's so easy when you've got your emails on your phone. I'll just check my emails, and so I would agree that that is something that I do struggle with. It's having that sort of separation because it's your business it's your baby and you've put it up from scratch and stuff I do think it's quite hard to sort of let go sometimes like like I know people that do um that have social media breaks and things and I always think I really need to do that like that would be really good for me just to have you know a week of not going on there or whatever but but then I just can't seem to be able to can't seem to be able to to do it to, to switch off so I'd say that that is something that is quite tricky sometimes actually yeah yeah but probably worth it sort of with the whole sort of balance of it all and I do have to ask now what is your favorite flower oh it's so hard like I feel like it changes with the season but I think my my absolute ultimate favorite flower is a garden rose like just because the smell is just oh it's just incredible there's just nothing like it and all the different colors and I just love how blousy and romantic they are um so I would have to say overall yeah a garden rose but having said that it 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 does change with the seasons like Mm. spring I really love ranunculus again because I think they're quite blousy and romantic but yeah my favorite flowers are a rose garden rose is it yeah um so to move on then to be continued what would you I mean you've done so much you really really have what would you like to you know how would you like your business put apart the pun to grow now I think I think for now yeah I think my heart is in the teaching side of things and it's really something that I want to pursue build on more offer more classes um and I think sort of way further down the line I would really love to open an actual flower school one day, I think, and just solely that's all I do, basically. And, yeah, I think that would be amazing. That's. I mean, can you imagine if someone told you when you'd just left school and you didn't know quite what you wanted to do, that one day you'd you'd have your own flower school, but you wanted to have your actual own, you know, in a premises flower school. I mean, what would you have said to that person? I I would have thought they were mad. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, hang on, I want to go and work in River Island. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just brilliant. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Um, And so your acknowledgements, who are the people you'd like to thank who have helped you along the way? Um, There's quite a few, but I always feel bad in case you forget someone. Oh, no, there's always a danger. Someone, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but I'd have to say uh, my old uni teacher, uh, Lynn, who I'm still in touch with now, 
um she's an amazing teacher and she's just always been really uh, full of encouragement and support in everything I've done and and I've actually um she now she teaches at a different college now she teaches at um Lewisham College not far from where I am and um, I've actually had students that have come and attended some of my workshops that Lynn's Lynn's mentioned me at the college that's that's been really lovely yeah um so Lynn um one of my previous um bosses talks who's a really successful she's got a really successful business herself um she's got her own child and baby boutique on the King's Road um which she's just she's just such a wise woman and she's just always full of amazing advice and business and life lessons and I just really admire her she's a real source of inspiration for me and again she's just always been really encouraging even when I I left and um and I was very honest I said you know I want to set my own business up and and she's always just been really really supportive so yeah definitely definitely tops um my husband who's just been absolutely amazing over the years um he he has he helps me come and set up weddings um loads of van he's just brilliant and he's always been such a great help from from the start so yeah couldn't do it without him um my family again really great support and i'd have to say my dad because He's always worked for himself, um, doing different, he's always had different businesses. And I definitely think that I get my entrepreneurial streak from him. And I think had my dad not, yeah, not been self-employed, I, I wonder if it, if I would have had that to set up the business straight from leaving uni. But because obviously I've always seen my dad doing it, I, I definitely think that that helped to, in, to encourage me. Um, yeah, so my, my dad... And just all the girls that the ladies that freelance for me on a regular basis, because I have the same sort of team that work for me, and yeah, they're just they're just brilliant. It's definitely teamwork. I couldn't I couldn't do it on my own, uh, especially like the weddings and events. So yeah, it goes to show though, Jan, doesn't it? I mean, it's so important who you, who are close to you, isn't it? That you've got those oh. people there because you know, like you say, if if you know, but you know, going back to to the lady at university or you know anyone that's inspiring you're the lady with their own business it's just you know it's because you can get quite caught up in the easy to get caught up in the negative side of things isn't it whereas it sounds like sort of you're really very positive and, and that comes as well from not just from you but from the people that you're that you're that are around you and it makes such well, a difference doesn't it yeah oh yeah I think it really does especially when you when you work for yourself I think it's I think it's quite important to have like a good network of sort around you because predominantly you were you are working on your own quite a lot um so I think it is important to have people around you that are sort of you know supporting you definitely mm-hmm. I quite agree so you are you're a wise woman as well now so moving on to the tips and advice so now look you are a great person to speak to because you didn't know what you wanted to do you just no. knew you had that niggling feeling and, you know, even when you tried all different things and also you didn't ignore it, you chose not to ignore it. So oh. when, if someone's listening to this and they, they've got that niggling feeling and it doesn't matter what age they are, it doesn't matter. They've got this niggling feeling. Hang on. I just, oh, I, you know, I haven't found it. I'm not doing it. I haven't found oh. it. What would your advice be to them? I would say to 100% trust your gut instinct and don't ignore it. Like if you've got that niggling feeling and find out what it is that you do want to do and yeah don't don't settle I think because we're only here once and I think you've got to really love what you're doing um and 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 enjoy enjoy your work to a certain like I say to a certain extent trust your instinct is what I would say and Mm. go with it definitely and you know the fact that you I still find that fascinating that you you didn't know like you love flowers and you actually looked at that course because of more to do with the event management but Mm. you just never know when you're going to find it do you either that's it and it's listening to it when you hear it when you that was clearly like this really big strong message to you Mm. and you've got to listen to it when you get that feeling Mm. yeah definitely and and I think I think when you I think when you do find it I think you will know I think you will know 
um because I, I definitely did I definitely did so do you yeah. think you, do you think you know by um because of sort of I mean even now you know you're you're busy you, obviously you've got your little boy in that but you you've clearly got such a passion and this you're not gonna there's nothing that's gonna stop you doing this and do you think mm. that that's how you do know because we all have things we love to do be it watch a great tv program or mm. go if you enjoy shopping or whatever it may be um and you you'll do that no matter what so it's kind of finding do you think it's the same thing it's finding that thing that you feel like that about that no matter what you're going to do it yeah and, and you are a better person for, for finding that yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent I think so yeah so fine so if somebody again is listening to this and they're um in that job and they're in that you know on the on the on the treadmill and they just can't get out and they're hang on I, I you know I can't go traveling like Joanne did but I I, <laughs> I mean that does sound very nice but you obviously got that space as well to go what would you say to that person would you think now you sort of you're a busy mum how, how how would you ask suggest they do it I think definitely uh take baby steps right a manageable to-do list that you can work through and and tick off and just break everything down like don't think because I think it's so easy to come overwhelmed especially when you've got a big goal like you want to change career you want to think that um you just need to sort of think about each individual step and think okay right so what do I need to what do I need to do to get there okay I, I like I like the sound of that call so I need to contact the college and, and and just I think it's just important not to come overwhelmed because I think as soon as you become overwhelmed you kind of get stuck and procrastinate and I, I don't think you move forward in any which way direction so I think it's it's important to take baby steps because you will get where you want to get even if it does take you a little bit longer rather than just feeling so overwhelmed that you you then don't do anything if that makes sense yeah it really does make sense joanne truby thank you so much for being such an amazing guest on the next chapter and thank you for listening to your niggling voice yeah no <laughs> thank you so much ellie i'm really glad to have been on and i just i just hope that it's useful for some of your listeners some of what i've said so there you are what did you think it's all about that niggle isn't it whether we like it or not it's just trying to tell us something Look where it took Joanne. Can you imagine if she hadn't listened to it? She loves what she does today and her passion for it, like her business, just grows and grows. Now, you can find out more about Joanne at joannetruby.co.uk. Have a look at her Instagram. Honestly, her work is simply amazing. You can keep up to date with me and my latest books at elliebarkerwrites.com. If you could rate and review this episode, well, that would be marvellous. And it may just help someone else with their next chapter too. You're listening to The Next Chapter by Ellie Barker, a flower pot production. So go on, listen to that niggle. Joanne thinks you can do it, and I do too. Speak soon. <laughs>